A new darkness falls on the Trump movement. Politico. The 29th of June 2021. Oh, Green perked up, before quickly deflating when I informed her I was a reporter. You, the media, don't treat me very fairly. My days aren't normally quite this, unusual. But it seemed oddly appropriate given the moment. Trump's re-emergence on the political scene is promising to spark a seismic disruption to America's political system bigger than the one he caused when he came down his gilded escalator six years ago. Where once his supporters were hopeful, they now seemed aggrieved. The crowds are more frenzied, the conspiracies more fantastical, the cast of characters more outlandish. That includes Green, a freshman congresswoman from exurban Atlanta and self-described QAnon repentant who, just six months in office, has managed to get expelled from her committees and nearly censured for comparing mask-wearing to the Holocaust. A resume like that would, in past times, relegate her to the fringes of her party. But, on our chat home, she explained just how central she is set to become in the Trump comeback narrative. The former president, she said, had personally invited her to the rally and, schedule permitting, she planned to attend his upcoming events across the country this summer. Green is an unapologetic type, which goes some way to explaining why she is appreciated by Trump, a man loath to ever admit fault or apologize. On stage, he praised her as, loved and respected, tough, smart and kind. During our flight home, she explained her penchant for making controversial statements as a byproduct of her Northwest Georgia upbringing. That's just how people talk back home. She said she felt the media has given her, a mom and businesswoman, an unfair shake, though the controversy that surrounds her is often of her own making, like the time she attracted headlines for agreeing with people who said the Parkland massacre was a false flag planned shooting. She told me she continues to believe the 2020 election was stolen, though its validity has been proven time and again. She never once asked to go off record as I sat there, in our row, half asleep and half awake. It had been a long 24 hours. Earlier that day, I had traveled to the Lorraine County Fairgrounds in rural northeast Ohio to cover Trump's first true post-presidential rally. The events tend to resemble a cross between a NASCAR tailgate and a traveling circus. Vendors from states far away come to sell their MAGA hats and Trump t-shirts. There are die-hard fans who camp out days before to get a prime position. Strangers give each other high fives and honk their car horns as they pass houses flying Trump, or now, F. Biden, flags. On Saturday evening, Trump had come to town to support congressional candidate Max Miller, a former White House aide who gained his endorsement partly because he was a loyal foot soldier willing to take on Representative Anthony Gonzalez, one of the ten House Republicans who voted to impeach Trump following the January 6 Capitol riot. But no one seemed to care about any of that. Few of the attendees registered any opinion on the congressional race. Two people I interviewed from the 16th District didn't even know who Gonzalez or Miller were. Instead, they wanted to hear from Trump, and, if not him, then the supporting cast of allies who have eagerly fed the fraud that the 2020 election was stolen, ripped from the hands of voters like them. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell, a Trump confidant and donor who has pushed conspiracy theories about the election so wild that he is now the defendant in a multi-million dollar defamation lawsuit by Dominion Voting Systems, was greeted like a veritable rock star. Wearing a suit and tie, sweat glistening off his face, he posed for selfies with fans, as they screamed out, hero, at his mere passing by. Lindell may have been one of the evening's main actors, but the play itself was a fantasy about last November. 
On stage, a math teacher from Cincinnati gave a bizarre PowerPoint presentation to a patient audience that squinted in the sun to see slides of squiggly lines he said amounted to evidence of widespread, coordinated election fraud. He used his fuzzy math to prove Trump actually won the election, and the audience nodded along. When it was Green's turn to speak, she asked the audience, who is your president? Trump, they replied, even though the year is 2021 and Joe Biden occupies the White House. Not that the crowd needed much convincing. I asked Richard Stahursky, a resident of Wellington, Ohio, if he wanted Trump to run in 2024. How do you run for president if you're already president, he replied. When he finally took the stage, Trump attacked Biden's policies and became animated when he pivoted to the past, talking about his negotiations with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un and his plans for a border wall. There was a familiarity to it all. The chance of, four more years, and, lock him up. This time, aimed at infectious disease expert Anthony Fauci instead of former campaign rival Hillary Clinton. The recitation of the sinister poem, The Snake. And yet, there were signs this rally was different. During past rallies, Trump's supporters applauded Trump as he trashed immigrants, demonized the media, and echoed his calls to lock up his opponents. But they also felt hopeful the real estate magnate was giving them a voice. There was a sense that this charismatic outsider would empower them to change Washington, and a joyfulness that came with being part of a movement. Now, they felt cheated. We the people are pissed off, one popular rally t-shirt read. Their champion was no longer in office, which means he had been stripped of any real power. It seemed to feed a sense of desperation, even from Trump himself. The subject matter is somewhat depressing, he said of his own speech.